It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better and how to create better self, better business, better health and better family. And my guest today is a gentleman that I had the honor of meeting at a high school at uh, BC Christian Academy. And we were both Dragon's Den pitch judges for a, a bunch of incredible high school students who had the most brilliant ideas. And I learned after that one of them was his son as well. But this man is a serial entrepreneur. He's the author of The Power of Today. When he isn't creating and developing new business ideas and working on a prototype or finding ways to give someone an opportunity, which I love about this man so much, he can be found having fun with his beautiful wife and his four incredible kids. And this this man, he is passionate about sharing strategies that have helped him so that others who are struggling like he did can live up to their full potential. He's an author. And oh yeah, did I mention he's also the CEO of Inno Foods. And and I know that you know his products because if you've walked into a Costco, and I know some of you are, are listening because it's a podcast, but some of you can see this right now and I'm holding up some bags of incredible yumminess, my new favorite snacks. He got me at the word keto, but, <laughs> but these are so good. Oh my goodness. And like you're like, if you love coconut, you gotta try his coconut clusters. They're just incredible. I wanna say, welcome, Jay Park. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. What a, what a gracious uh, introduction. Thank you so much. You are you are awesome, and I'm gonna say it was so much fun being a, a pitch tank judge with you, because mm-hmm. I designated you after you first gave your comment as the Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I guess I don't know who cries on pitch tank. I I must be known for being the softy emotional one because all of a sudden they stopped and they put a box of Kleenex on my table and I'm like what oh dear that's not good (laughs) I did cry but that's okay but Jay I I I love that you know you have this incredible story of of how you came about becoming the CEO of of Eno Foods you right I, I I want you to start it tell us tell us a little bit about that well, um, well, I think let's let's start a little bit about me. So I'm from an uh, immigrant family. My my parents left Korea uh, with three hundred fifty fifty dollars uh, to their name because that was the legal li- limit that the 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 country set on anybody going out of the country because it was a developing country, war torn Korea, and so uh, they left when I was six months old. When I came to Canada, and I was born in a uh, immigrant family, and we, my parents, did not speak English very well, and you know that's that's how that's how we began. And and the family business, we stumbled across bakeries, um, and that's how 
you know, we, we grew up and, you know, I grew up, you know, making the rolls and bread and, and cleaning up uh, from the age of, how old did you start? Probably I started at the age of six. Wow. Yeah. Six and seven. So we would wake up early with my mom, probably about six, six 30. And we'd make it out to the stores and then we'd work for about an hour and a half. And then we'd walk to school. And, and, and then after school, we walked back to the store. My mom would be still working. We'd do some odd chores and then we'd, we'd, we'd go home together. And so, yeah, from I, it's, it's called slave labor or child labor, but basically we had no choice because, you know, we were immigrants. We did what we had to do, Absolutely. you know, I mean, cause there's uh, my parents didn't have any background, they no foundation. They didn't know the language or culture very well. And, you know, we had to do to, to make ends meet here. In yeah. Canada. So you give it a new meaning to Plato. Plato. Yes. I mean, literally we would, we would like, we would make some rolls and then we would deliberately throw some on the floor so that we could play with it after, <laughs> because it, it would, if it went down the floor, it's, it's not going to make it to the, uh, you know, the, the people's, uh, t- people's tables. So my brother and I would play, we would throw it at each other. <laughs> Um, at each other we would hit each other sometimes I'd make them cry and um, is we have great stories and in literally like the the flower bags that came in there were at that time they were 50 pounds I think <clears throat> wow and so they would they would be stacked from the floor they waist high and my brother and I would we take crayons or pens and we just draw on all the the flower bags and that was our daycare that was our that was a playground and amazing. and we had an amazing time and I was and that's kind of where my entrepreneurial kind of spirit came from like watching my parents um you know struggle at times and succeed at times and and solve problems and be resourceful um it's because yeah I, we didn't go to daycare because we didn't have money for daycare you know so we just stayed at the store and we we'd come out with when my parents came out, and we'd go home when they would go home. And so, <clears throat> you know, that was the case. And just watching that and uh, was such a great education. It's just um, the best uh, business course ever, right there. Exactly, exactly. And it was just, and so that's that's where I come from. You know, I I, I come from um, like um, we 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 ran a retail bakery. And, and on Saturdays, we'd work there all day uh, because no school. I missed out on all Saturday morning cartoons. And, and I'm aging myself because like these days that you have cartoons on demand with uh, um, Netflix. But you, we, had, we had timed programming when, when I was growing up. So I, Yes, I recall that. <laughs> you know, and um, so Saturday morning cartoons as I was growing up, and I'd say like, the only thing I really wanted, it was when my friends would stay home, they'd wake up late on Saturdays and they got to watch cartoons. I didn't get to do that. I was at the store, <clears throat> but we had sampling. So I would set up my table, <clears throat> cut the breads or whatever I was sampling that day and give it out to customers. And, and, and that's where I learned, you know, like presentation skills and sales skills and, and just greeting people, yes, feeling comfortable. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was great. Uh, it was great uh, education for me. So yeah, that's, that's where, 
you know, that's where it started. And I went to SFU, um, standing for Simon Fraser University for, for those that don't know. And I, all I really wanted to do going in was to study business. That's, you know, I, I wanted, I, all I knew is I wanted to do in business. So wow. I, and unfortunately my CGPA was about 3.2 or 3.3 at the time. And I needed a three point like seven, five or eight to, to apply for the business faculty. Uh, I could not make the grade. And therefore they told me I was too stupid to study business. So like, what could I do? Like, I mean, so I couldn't study business. So I, I treated my, my last year of my fourth year of university as like an elective year. So anything that interested me, like communications, um, there's actually a, a, a course in university that you can get credits for watching movies. So I what? took one, I took that, I took recording, like, um, music recording and composition there was a, a class that you just played drums in and so i took all these really really cool courses and i said i'm out and then i really told my dad at that time like you know i have a few offers to go to a bank and and do some banking retail banking uh, but like a desk job really didn't interest me and so what happens is um i said what does a family business you know have for me you know like I want to, you know, I want to, I want to work in the family business full time. And that's when we kind of started wow. and I was, I was like 20, 21, 22 and change. And so at that time, just, you know, full time in the family business, um, the, about 10 to 12 years is just really, I was just a kid, right. I was, you know, a kid in my twenties. What do I know? Mm -hmm. I thought I knew everything, but really, what did I know? Um, so, um, um, just the education process of development. And then, and then I came to the point where I told my dad, you know, we're like probably the eighth or, you know, 10th biggest bakery operation in, in BC. Wow. But let's try to be number one in the world at something. Wow. So we literally discussed this over, you know, whatever, couple or several months and and we decided to burn the bridges meaning close down our bakery operation in come a snack manufacturer so organic snacks and this first snack that we started with is the the coconut snack so we were the original creators of the uh, coconut cluster so and so yeah so and so i mean we, we really didn't know what we're doing. Um, we took a, a coconut snack to Costco. We had a presentation date and they basically told us, uh, we don't want coconut chips. They, they are old news. They are passe. Um, but if you ever could, we really like that you're, you're adding other seed ingredients that's to, to, to make it more valuable. But could, if you could ever make a cluster. Wow then we would take a look at it. And so we went back, um, a, a team member, he's still with the company today, is Powell. Uh, he's currently head of R&D at uh, Inno Foods. We, we spent probably three days without sleep. Wow. Created, created the coconut cluster by hand, pitched it to Costco, and they said they love it. So good. <laughs> so did we have 
we we had a handmade formulation. Did we have any machinery? No. Did we know how to scale this? No. Did we have any food safety and accreditation and certificate certificates? No. And so we just we just started backwards and literally, um, like food safety and certification alone, the uh, professionals say that it takes you about a year to two years to 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 get in place. Oh my goodness. We. I, I think three of us for three months, we didn't go home. Like we just stayed there until we were done. And, and we failed the first one because, you know, we just didn't know what we're doing. But a month later we passed, we aced it. Sorry. So, what, what do you mean that you didn't go home? So where were you like in the, we were at, we like food safety and certification in compliance is, is all about systems. It's all about um, making safe foods. It's about SOPs. Um, and it's about proving that you have a logging system, a dating system, like shipping, like sanitary, it's called GMP, good manufacturing processes, HACCP, which is a hazard analysis. And so you have all these systems. So it takes a company, a small army, about a year or two wow. to get this together. Like three of us <laughs> literally did not go home for three months. And oh. we just, we worked at it until. Because we had a we had a purchase order, but yes. we didn't have a excellent motivation, the, right? That's yeah, the motivation. Yeah, we didn't have a license to a food safety license to sell it, and so we just we just did, and then we we sold our our launch was about two months delayed because of that. Um, May sixteenth, we we hit the floors. and no one expected to do what it did. It became basically the best selling snack. Overnight. Wow. What year we, was that, Jay? Wow. I think it was 2016. I think so. 2016 or 17. Okay. And and um, we hit the floors. And at this point, you have to know, we, 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 we didn't have any business because we cut all ties uh, to the bakery business. So we didn't have a backup plan. Um, wow. So all your eggs are literally in one basket. Exactly. And um, so we went into the consumer goods business, the packaged food business, and and um, no one expected it to do what it did. We went from one region to two in Canada to the U.S. and then to the to the world, like within within a year and a half and became the largest organic snack foods manufacturer and the, the largest coconut manufacturer in the world for organics. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations. And if you are listening <clears throat> right now and you're driving, drive yourself to Costco and go pick up some of these <laughs> coconut clusters. Oh my goodness. They are so good. And I, I don't even know how many years I've been eating them. And, you know, it didn't even click into me who you were when I was sitting beside you until I, I had to think about it after we met. And yes. like, I love those coconut clusters. <laughs> and I love it. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's so good. I Your story is incredible. I, I know that's just like the Reader's Digest version because yeah. I because of, I, I want to respect your time. I mean, I, I want to just dig in and, and learn so much from even like the side stories that you have, because I'm sure in those three months that you lived at work, learning how to get it licensed and approved and pass all the safety protocols and tests. Mm -hmm. 
so many lessons and and well, I, there, right there there is a lesson here and and for me uh, like who i am is is i like I, I feel that people have so much potential you know and and i have a business life and i'm an entrepreneur and i and i i love to compete but another thing that i love to do is is help people see their potential mm. and really and really reach their potential and so it, and all these things i explain and a lot of people don't know that it's only really hard the first time mm. like the second time it gets easier yeah. right and so yeah maybe you don't have maybe like for like maybe you don't you weren't picked um you didn't have the grades or you don't have the diploma or the certificate or maybe you feel that as an immigrant you're you have a disadvantage as as a person of a certain race or a gender but it mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter it's just it's only really hard the first time I love that. And so, and like the second time around, it gets easier. So, so don't be afraid to try that first time. And it's okay. It's, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. Yeah. Like, don't wait for people to pick you, pick yourself and just, and just, and just rock it. Yeah. I love that. Pick yourself. Pick don't yourself. wait for someone to pick you. I love that. That should be on like a t shirt. <laughs> let's, let's do it, Elaine. Let's do it. Yeah. I love it. Jay. You, you are so incredible. You're a very a humble person. And um, and I know people who are listening going, wow, he's the CEO of Eno Foods. But I, I know because you just said that, you know, mistakes have been made. And I, I would be, I'd love it if you could share one of the biggest mistakes you've learned or had in, in your business journey. And what was it that you learned from that? Well, there's, there's, there's too many mistakes, right? There's like, it's, um, I, you know, it's hard to pinpoint one, but I think, I think, it, I, you know, I, I like that if I'm going to choose right now mm -hmm. is, is not starting, not starting fast enough, you know, mm -hmm. like, like waiting, like waiting for what, you know, I, the, the biggest regrets I have as a person, as an entrepreneur is like, no, why didn't I do this five years ago? You yeah. know, when I, you know, in my twenties, what did I do in my twenties? I wasted my time. You know, what if I applied this, you know, and why didn't I go and meet that person? Why didn't I go and, you know, to that conference and, you know, why didn't I take that meeting at 5 AM? Like it's mm -hmm. all the things that are related to time because wow. time is our, the only true asset that we have, right? And it's it's not starting sooner, like like literally. And so, um, I'm going to give you a story of Inno Foods because you know we're talking Inno Foods. Like when we when we launch a food item now, we make it two to three hundred times the recipe. Wow! Like that means two to three hundred failures. Wow! Right. So like. As an entrepreneur, give yourself permission to suck at it like a hundred times before you're good at it, you know? Oh my goodness. I love all your quotables. Give yourself permission to suck at it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and like, no one's good at it, you know, from the beginning, right? So like, I'm just, I don't know. I just, 
the biggest regrets I have are that I didn't, I gave up, you know, too soon. Mm. I didn't believe in myself or, you know, I should have started sooner. Uh, but a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs don't know how hard it is. You know, it's, it's, it's always harder than you, you think. And, and so, but the thing is, if you're, if you're, if you, at the get-go, if you say, you know, I'm not good at it. I don't have the experience. I don't have whatever <clears throat> capital or whatever, but I'm going to do it until. And so for those, like, for example, if I make a, a recipe and for, if I launch a product and, and make it two, 300 times, you can make those 200 or 300 mistakes or iteration. Right? Or you can choose to make those mistakes in one month. Like, why don't you condense and just set those expectations so low that you're going to be, you're going to fail 200 times before you're good at it once. Wow. Right. And so just fail early, fail often, and just, and just give you permission to be bad until you're good at it. And so, but really it all has to do with time. Yes, and like, that is a, a non-renewable resource, right there, right? Exactly. It's not transferable. It's not refundable. It's you can't buy more of it. It's just bank it. And, yeah, exactly. So, like, like if you if you, if you're really passionate about it and you really want to succeed at it, just you know, just hustle. Like, fail at it. Be bad at it, and good at long enough or enough times to be to get good at it, right? And and do that quickly. Um, and so, yeah, that is a great advice. And, and it leads me to my next question, which this is probably one of the answers to already is sure. you are uh, passionate about helping others and uh, in their own entrepreneurial journey. And whether they're new entrepreneurs or or people who are seasoned entrepreneurs, what would you say are the top three mistakes that you see these entrepreneurs do and and how do we avoid those mistakes? So your question is top three mistakes that entrepreneurs do. Okay. Um, Not starting okay. soon enough. I'm going to say maybe like, yeah, I, I just like if, if you're, if you're identifying yourself as an entrepreneur and um, you know, I just, I think. Now this is, this is, there's, because there's just so many and, and it's really, you know, there's just so many mistakes, but I, I think um, really taking the time, really taking the time for personal development. Wow. You know why? Because I see so many people, okay. I see so many people and they said, oh, I failed because of the you know, economy, I failed because of my competition, I failed because of COVID, you know, and, but you know what, I, I look to the root and in, in many times, the majority of the times, because they didn't have the goods, they weren't good enough, they didn't have, they didn't have preparation done, they didn't have all the other skills done. So I, I, I quit, I, I've written in my blog, um, it's called a blog post called The Juggler. So in the juggler, as an entrepreneur, we all like to identify like this is my core competency. This is my service. This is my product that I'm going to launch, and we treat that product like an orange ball, and and we we like to keep it afloat because if it if it falls on the ground, we die, and and our dream dies. But the thing is, there's 
other other balls that you need to juggle. And they might not be your core ball like an orange ball. They they can they're they're a white ball like accounting, like sales and marketing, like like uh like putting the right team, manufacturing, mm-hmm. like all these things. And every and everything behind that that runs that that manages that leads that is personal development. It's like John C. Maxwell in his leadership book says the law of the lid. And the law of the lid exists in not just leadership. In, in everything wow. right and so um as entrepreneurs we're juggling and the rule is if any ball whether it's an orange ball or a white ball falls to the ground you lose as an entrepreneur it doesn't matter why you right. failed what doesn't mean it's just you failed right but uh, as entrepreneurs we give a lot of um attention to our main core and we think that if only we, we, we care about the core uh, of our business, we will succeed, which isn't the case in real life. If you run out of, if you run out of money for any reason, you've lost yes. runway. You've lost the, the time, right? So not investing in um, personal development or under, not underestimating, but undervaluing um, personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think uh, another another uh, downfall is they fall in love with the idea mm-hmm. to the point where they're not real. Like, like they're, they're just they're just like uh, what what do you call it? I'm just trying to explain it. Like. They, they fall in love with the idea of this romance of like what they're going to be doing and they don't end up doing anything. And they're not real in terms of real world expectations. Yes, because there's no action taken to, to, to take a chunk at a time to achieve it. And like what you were saying earlier, like you can make mistakes quickly in a, a month and do those 200 mistakes until you get it right. Or you can dream about it and try here and there and wait for that perfect time when there is no perfect time to start. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. don't waste time just dreaming. Yeah, they, they spent too much time in this in this no man's land called the entrepreneur. You know, it's like they, they, they love and they love the title and they like working on their dream, but they never ship anything, you know? They never enter into the marketplace. And whether... Whether they've shipped it and they failed, they get instant feedback from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And you have an ability to pivot or you have to iterate, right? But what that cycle of not shipping it, of just like, it's like, a, it's like somebody in their day being busy, yes. but not productive. Yes. You know, as a, an entrepreneur, you have to be insanely productive, but... They, they equate busyness to activity instead of their metric should be productivity. I, I love that. I love that. And do, like, do you have a strategy for eliminating the, that busy and focusing on that productivity? Yeah, you have to say no. Huh. That two-letters powerful word, no. Exactly. No, no. No, <laughs> I love it. I'm totally feeding on this. I'm like, okay, I gotta remember that. 
because it is very easy to get caught up in busyness of doing a bunch of things that do nothing to bring in profit. And I'd love to ask you that question. If you have any advice to our listeners right now and say, okay, stop being busy and start making profit. Right. And what, what would you say is, is that top two things? And I'm guessing like I, and I talked to a lot of women entrepreneurs is they don't know how to price their service or their product. And, and, and women in particular have a hard time taking money for something they offer or create. And, you know, like I've been doing it for 10 years and I still am so humbled and anytime anybody wants to buy something and, and you know, I, I stop packaging because I throw in a bunch of free stuff too. And, you know, and my family will say, oh, did they pay for that? I'm like, no, but they need it. <laughs> so <laughs> what would you say is, is the correct way to price? Well, I, I don't know the exact, I don't really have a, like for me, what the market will bear. And as an entrepreneur, like you want, you know, making more profit is equated to winning, you know, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to start there. I want to start at first really sometimes like if you're, if you're, if you're selling something, whether it's a service or a product and you feel that you just like, you can't price it. You can't like, you, there's not that much margin that because you, you know, like in, in Google, we, we live in, we live in instant search, whether it's on YouTube, Amazon, or Google, we, we know the price, we know the market price. But then if, if you are having problems with your profit margin, you're probably in a, in a commodity game. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, if you won't sell it, someone else will sell it. Right? Like, it, you, you don't really have that much differentiation. So I really like to start at, because again, time is our only resource. We can, we, we, we choose to spend our time on things that satisfy us or as an entrepreneur that will give us the greatest return on investment of our time and our capital and et cetera, et cetera. But if you have to start with your, 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 your product offering. And if you have troubles, you're probably in a commodities game, meaning you haven't innovated. You haven't built in extra value for your customer because you really have to think about it. Your customer is no different from yourself. Look at your behavior. You're not going to pay more for a good or a service than you think you can you mean that it's worth, right? It's it's common sense. If if you go to if you go to this Walmart and you buy this toothpaste, this brand of toothpaste, and it's three dollars, you're not gonna go to another super like superstore and pay five dollars for it for the same good. Um, where I really like to start is is like Stephen Covey's book is one of his seven laws is start with the end in mind. Really design your product and your service and, and create unique features and built-in uh, uh, built extra whatever services or uh, different features in your product or um, packaging, packaging it differently so that 
there is built-in immense value so that you you can differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Because if you don't have any differentiation, you don't deserve any additional profit. You're just going to be playing in the commodities game of me too. So I think the, the best way to protect your profit margin or built-in profit margin is to, to design correctly, to iterate your product correctly mm. until, until you have a unique, um, um, offering. Unique, unique offering, yeah. right? Service Absolutely. offering or product yeah. offering, right? Brilliant, brilliant advice. Uh, and that is so smart, right? Making sure that you are in your own category, that that is why you are allowed to offer a, a certain pricing because you are uniquely different, not not the me too. I love it, love it. And I, I, I know that our time is running out and I want to talk about your book. That book, you, okay. The Power of Today um, that you launched in 2018, I wanna say. Now, sure. in, in this book, you are talking about rules and tips of getting the best out of today. And I believe that today is an acronym and I cannot yes. wait to read this book, Jay, I cannot wait. So do you wanna to touch a little bit and, and give us a little teaser on what you mean by getting the best out of today means? Well, you know, a lot of people and I'm, I'm a realist, right? I know that Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, nothing, you know, really significant be built in a day, but in one day, there in one day, in one 24 hours, lies the potential to really change your life. Like, like, you know, the direction of your life, the projection of your life, you know, the outlook of your life in one day has that potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really starts uh, today is a, a, a framework of thinking it's either it's a primer a foundation foundation of attitudes that we have that I live and I breathe every single day and it today wow. stands for uh, time opportunity development assessment and yield so wow. that's that's what I go through and and time is, is really, do you have the right attitude towards time, right? And, and I think time is sacred. I really do. And I really love living, mm. but I'm not, I'm, I've lived long enough to know that there are people that I've known or that I know that their, their life has been cut short, mm. maybe because of tragedy, maybe because of an accident, maybe because of critical illness, whatever. Um, this is a story. Her, her name was MJ. It was at the very, very beginning of the Inno Food story when we only had a handful of team members mm-hmm. and we needed production workers. And, and she, she was Korean and she, was, um, she needed a working visa. So our company to sponsor her. And she was, she was delightful, but she was a pit bull. And she worked so hard and her mm-hmm. attitude was so great that every team member appreciated her. So what we had is we, we sat down and we had a meeting together and she said, I need, I need a company to sponsor me mm-hmm. for a working visa and, and love to sponsor you because you're just such a great team member. Mm-hmm. And um, after you, 
after somebody gets sponsored at, um, for a working visa, they're able to apply for the permanent residence over, you know, maybe right. maybe two or three years later. And her dream was to be able to become a permanent resident of Canada. So we had this discussion and three days later, she didn't show up to work. Oh. And she missed, uh, she carpooled with another uh, team member. Yes. And, and we, the other team member called Mrs. Kim would, would, would text her uh, and she wouldn't reply. Oh dear. We found out that on the way to work, she was walking, she got hit by a semi-truck and passed away. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. This wow. was, this is, it is tragic. And like, obviously that day, nobody in our company could work. You know, it's just, we were just so upset because just the day before she was beside us yes. shoulder to shoulder, yes. you know, we're making that coconut clusters. And, and so like, for me, time is so precious. Indeed. And so really starting today, you know, knowing that, like our time is finite and really treating it with the right respect. Mm -hmm. And I love living, but I know that I'm not immortal. Mm -hmm. You know, that something could happen to me, whether driving or, you know, I don't know, you know, stuff happens. Right. Absolutely. And so to, to really make most of the day, but really in front of, in front of the imminent potential of death, like, what are you afraid of? Wow. Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of like acceptance? Are you afraid of like what other people think? You know, really, it it really just get after it, right? Love it. You know, if you have a dream, live your dream. You know, if you have to work at McDonald's, minimum wage, eight hours, yeah, work at McDonald's and then after live your dream. Love it. You know, just like get after it. It's it, it's so important. And then I'll, I'll go quickly uh, uh, the the O stands for opportunity. It's all around you, you know. If you're open to it, like, for example, there's so many people that say, Jay, can I have some, some of your time? And like, you know, I say, sure. You know, like, okay, how about this Saturday? Can you meet me at 530 for breakfast? You wouldn't believe how many people say, oh, that's too early. You know, I'm like, okay. Or, or, you know, I say, okay, you know, I really don't have time until, you know, I'm at home after dinner. I want to spend some family time. And after the kids go to bed and, and how about 10, 10 p.m.? Like, could you meet me for 30 minutes, you know, somewhere? They say, oh, that's a little too late. I got to get up early to work. And you, you wouldn't believe, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many people just, wow. you know, opportunities all around us. Wow. And, 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 you know, like the, the fair to take advantage, uh, the, the fee to pay, take advantage of opportunity is preparation. That's what you have to do. That's personal development. You have to do that. But to just opportunities right there and you say no. Wow. You, know, you, you wouldn't believe how many people say no. I am so shocked by that. I, I, I would meet you at 530. And <laughs> because I respect your time and I know that you have to go to a meeting next. I, I'm so sad to have to end our chat, but because I respect your time, I, I'm going to say, Jay, I'd, I'd be honored and grateful to have you on again at a time that works for you. But Jay, you are incredible. I am inspired. I know that my listeners are so inspired by you. And I we all have to run out and get your book. 
And if you ever said, <laughs> Elaine, do you want to meet and talk at 5.30 in the morning? I will be there. I will bring you breakfast. And yes. And no, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy, we'll enjoy coffee and breakfast. Yeah, I do. I do. I do have a, I do have five minutes. So if you, if you have, have any last questions, I'd love to invest five minutes with you. So I, I love the teaser that we have the T and the O and people are going to have to read your book for the D-A-Y. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Jay, if you have one more word of advice for, uh, I know that many of my listeners are saying, you know, I, I don't have money to do marketing. And Jay, what would you do? Like if there's one tip that you have for for you know, people on a shoestring budget and say, you know, I have a product or a service that I would love to let people know about, but I don't know how. What would you say? And then we'll end it there. Well, on on, I like to tell um, your listeners and and um, your subscribers and yourself, like like I really believe in people, and I'm saddened that. You know, they only like people, I think only really tap into like three to 5% of their full potential. Wow. Like, what if you can operate at 10? Like that, I think that's world-class. That'd be considered world-class if you could operate at 10%. So like, like you, like anybody who's listening, your potential is far greater than what you give yourself credit for. And, and so just, you know, really believe in yourself mm-hmm. and for, for products, don't settle. Like a lot of people, um, they make the excuse of, you know, this is the best. No, no, just don't settle until like you're at the very, very beginning of you when you're, when you're bringing life to your product or your service, make it world-class, make it the best, absolute best. Cause if you have a great product or offering, you don't need marketing. Wow. Because wow. It, will it would sell it would sell itself. And people, if you have a crappy product, if you have a crappy product, the more money you pour onto marketing, people are you're gonna your sales are gonna like die. Why? There are gonna be no repeat buyers of your product or service. Brilliant. Right. Well, make it the and best and it will sell itself. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Jay, you are incredible and inspiring and just so sincere. And I'm grateful for you. And thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And thank you with all my heart. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm humbled by your invitation and at your friendship. And let's do it again soon. I love it. And our listeners, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And I know that uh, you probably had to pull over to take notes. I hope you did. And if not, I have uh, everything in our show notes that you can find at elaineskitchentable.com. And Jay, if uh, people wanted to find you or reach out to you, is there a place that they should go? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn under Jay Park. Um, Facebook, um, you can follow me on my business page, Jay Park. Um, also on my website, workwithjpark.com, J spelled J-A-E. Um, and yeah, I, I love to, to listen. And you know what? I would love to, yeah, this is what I love to do. I would like to donate 10 of my books for you to give away to your top fans, your top subscribers. So I'll get that to you as well. 
I love it. You are just incredible. And thank you. That is so generous. And I cannot wait to crack open one of those books. And I'm pro- I'm one of those people who write in the margins and like circle right. things, come back, fold the corners and reread, relearn. I love it. Jay, thank you and have a fabulous day and God bless you and God bless your beautiful family and listeners. Thank you and God bless you. And we will talk to you soon. Bye for thank now. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.